Well, I think Durham is doing it very thoroughly. I think he's putting out information. Um, and so I look forward to getting the facts. It's our government, right? It's supposed to be for the people, right? <laughs> we have to do a lot of reminding about that, don't we? Welcome back to The Kevin Roberts Show. I'm Kevin Roberts, and this week we're diving into special counsel John Durham's latest filing on the origins of the FBI's Russia investigation. The latest information exposes the hypocrisy of not only the radical left, but just how far they'll go to advance the interest of the elite over that of the American people. The lack of fair coverage from the legacy media is perhaps not surprising, but it's certainly disappointing. If this is your first time watching, by the way, or listening, welcome. Each week, we're going to equip you to go on offense. It's what we do here at the Heritage Foundation every single day. It's also important because there's a lot of chatter in the conservative movement about who's right and who's wrong, that we find common ground among ourselves so that we can take back this country with smiles on our faces. And finally, we're gonna outline what winning looks like for our movement, not just in 2022 and in 2024, but for the next 50 years. This week, we're examining what appears to be a high-tech Watergate situation, what we might call political espionage. We know the left plays dirty, but actually spying on a presidential candidate and then on the president himself, it's truly astonishing. First, let me give you a brief explanation of what's going on. Special counsel John Durham is investigating the Trump-Russia collusion probe. Durham's latest filing on February 11th revealed that a technology company working with the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign improperly used its access to internet servers at the White House to spy on President Trump. The scandal flies in the face of the narrative that Trump colluded with Russia in the 2016 election, a narrative cast by the Clinton campaign and others on the left. Americans deserve to know the truth. They deserve to know just how serious this really is. But the legacy media has yet again shown their hypocrisy. First, they refused to cover the story. Then they tried to spin it in a way that's critical of Trump. On a broader point, the situation highlights the power that tech companies wield. That's something we at Heritage take seriously. So seriously, we're going on offense against them. Coming up, we're going to dive even deeper into this issue with someone who has been heavily involved on calling for transparency on it. Former governor of Florida and now senator for the Sunshine State, Rick Scott. Don't forget to subscribe to The Kevin Roberts Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and give the show a five-star rating while you're at it. We really appreciate it. It helps us to reach more people. Stay with us. I'll be right back with Senator Scott. 50 years ago, the Heritage Foundation was created to help conservatives save America from crime, inflation, communist aggression, and cultural decay brought on by left-wing coastal elites. The bad news is, leftists are screwing it up all over again. This means we're going to have to save America once more. And the good news is, we can. Today, Heritage is the tip of the spear for America's counteroffensive against the woke socialist left dominating Washington and poisoning our country. We're laying out the facts, leading the debates, and setting the agenda to protect our elections and our border, to rein in big tech and rescue kids from woke schools, and to help Americans rebuild a strong economy and even stronger families. After what we've seen the woke left become in recent years, we know the days of reacting to them are over. From Congress to school boards to kitchen tables, conservatives need to go on offense every day, stay on offense, and win the fight for the next generation. Welcome back. We just walked a few blocks to sit down with Senator Scott in his office. Here's that interview. 
Senator Scott, thanks for joining us. So you have been a hero for a lot of us who are center right, and I just want to say generally thanks for everything you're doing. But the first question is, the Democrat Party and the entire legacy media ran with a conspiracy theory that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians to steal the 2016 election. What are your thoughts about that? Well, first of all, it makes you mad. Because <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just a complete lie. I mean, the Clinton campaign and the left, they, 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 they make up, they, they lie about this, then they spied to try to make it true, right? And uh, the, the media just went along with, you know, this Democrat narrative. Uh, so they, they need to start holding people accountable. The media start showing up, the Clinton campaign, Clinton, uh, Nadler, Schiff, you know, who said they had this information, which was not true. I mean, the media needs to start holding them accountable. We also need to make sure that uh, Attorney General Garland uh, gives uh, Durham the resources to do a thorough investigation, but the media has got to start showing up and doing their job. Related question, which you've been very involved in, is the Durham investigation. So you've, you've pushed for status updates through this, this whole period. I know, I'm sure some of your constituents, some of our friends at Heritage have said, why can't we get status updates? Why do we need that special counsel investigation now? Well, I, do you have any, I don't have any um, belief that uh, Garland would do his job. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, I, <clears throat> I don't think he'd do his job. So I think we have to have a, uh, you know, a special counsel. I think Durham is doing it very thoroughly. I mean, look, we don't like to know what's happening every second, right? <laughs> That's how we all are as, as individuals. But I think he's doing a thorough investigation. I think he's putting out information. Um, and so I look forward to getting the facts. I. I don't want anybody to, I don't want to say, oh, oh, the, you know, I know that everybody did everything wrong, but let's get the facts and we'll know. And if you did something wrong, you need to be held accountable. And, and just a follow-up statement, if you don't mind, we just don't have the facts. I mean, your, no. your point there is not a partisan one. It's not an ideological no. one. It's the beauty of the special counsel law, which is that the American people are owed the facts. Right. It's our government, right? It's supposed to be for the people, right? <laughs> We have to do a lot of reminding about that, don't we? It's not, I mean, you get a, I've been up here three years, and it's like this, the information the federal government wants to put out is all massaged. It, make, it just makes you mad. They massage everything. They hide things. They don't want to give it to you. Oh, they give you information in a classified briefing because, oh, it wasn't classified. They just don't want anybody to know it. One of the things you're good about, and, and you're modest, so I'm sure you don't want to take the compliment, but I'm giving it to you on behalf of Heritage, is figuring out how we tackle that problem of the lack of transparency. And one of the things you've done recently is, is lead the effort regarding a letter with 45 of your colleagues, which alone is an accomplishment, about the prosecutorial independence of Mr. Durham. Speak to that. Well, uh, we put together a letter saying that the Attorney General needs to make sure that Durham has all the resources and will be treated um, uh, in an independent manner so he can actually, Durham can actually do his job. Uh, so we can all find out. Whatever the facts are, the facts are. Uh, but in the meantime, I wish the media would start doing their job. They, went, they were all in on the, oh, that Trump guy, he was doing something wrong. Um, and this is not about Trump. This is about making sure that, that if, you, if you're gonna, queue, if you're gonna you know, spy on a president, any president, if you spy on Biden, you shouldn't be doing that. That's right. So speaking of President Biden, what do you expect him and his administration to do with this investigation once they get the report? Well, they're, they're going to they're try to hide it. I mean, I mean, it, it's fascinating up here how, uh, you know, you, these people from the Biden administration come to a committee and, they, you know, nothing what they're saying is truthful. They don't want to give us information. They redact everything. I mean, it's, they are so scared of the media knowing things. It's our country. It's our government. We should know everything. 
So for people watching this who are very interested in just getting the facts, whatever the facts may be, what would you tell them about the, the possibilities of this investigation being made public and the power that you have as a senator, or for that matter, the power a senator left of center may have to make sure that the American people have access to the investigation? We've got, we've got to do everything we can. One, we've got to do everything we can to make sure Durham has the resources. Mm -hmm. That's one. Uh, and allowing him to do his job. And number two is when it's finished, you should know. Everybody should know. I mean, and then, then if anybody's done anything wrong, and you always hope people didn't, but if they did, they need to be held accountable. If you do something wrong, you're going to get held accountable. That's it. That's it. I mean, we're all supposed to comply with, comply with the laws of this country. So if somebody's done something wrong, they need to be held accountable. I hope they didn't. But if they did, they need to be held accountable. Speaking of holding people accountable, it used to be in this country that we could count on the media, even if they had at that point a slight leftward tilt to hold all of us accountable. What, what grade would you give the media when it comes to this particular investigation? It, I mean, it's, it's, whether it's this investigation and so many things, I mean, the media's you know, sort of picked which side, mm -hmm. and that's, the, that's what they want to tell us. I mean, it's, it's fascinating right now. It's like, it's like the, the left wants to silence us, and they just, you know, here's all you get to know. We don't, you know you're not really that smart, so we're going to only give you this, this amount of stuff because we know you don't really understand it. So, and, and by the way, we do have beliefs, and we're, you know, they probably went to better schools than some of us, and so they know better. That's how they think. So it's not just me as a newcomer to D.C. that I feel this condescending nature from the self-appointed elites. You, a U.S. senator, former governor, feel this as well. Don't feel comfortable that anything that comes out of the federal government is not massaged. <laughs> Everything's massaged up here. And by the way, you wouldn't want to embarrass anybody if we're doing a bad job or hold them accountable. Not up here. No. Well, hopefully we can change that. So We will. <laughs> I love your confidence. With your, with your with <laughs> oh, heritage. Senator, work. you can count on the Heritage Foundation to be, be with you on this, uh, whatever we need to do. <laughs> to that point, in, in one respect, can we expect any kind of bipartisan support for this effort? Oh, you'd like, you'd like it, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's right now, every, it's shirts and skins up here. I mean, it's, there's no, don't, no I, oh, you won't, get, you won't get cooperation? Raise taxes, spend somebody else's money. That's why, other than that, there's not much. You're not getting, you're not asking for this. I want to be clear. You're, no one's going to get cooperation from you or from Heritage on that. And in fact, it's the next question I wanted to ask you, and that's fiscal restraint. You've been a real leader on this, pivoting from the Durham investigation to that very pressing issue when you think about the size of the debt, when you think about the deficits that are almost incomprehensible to the average American, not because they're dumb, but because there are so many zeros behind those numbers. It's hard to believe. Exactly. What kind of optimism might you offer us in terms of a plan that you're working on, your colleagues are working on, that Heritage can help you with? First off, I think about it this way. I would not do to my children, mm -hmm. and you wouldn't do to your children, what our government is doing to people in this country. They're telling people, oh, trust government, we're going we're gonna to take care of you, knowing they don't have the money to do it. They're promising them benefits that they know they can't pay. Right? They promise them health care benefits with Medicare when Medicare is going bankrupt. They promised them Social Security. Social Security is going bankrupt. Who, who would do that to somebody else? That's exactly what your government's doing right now. So we, while we're not there, I'm very optimistic. Um, you know, we're having a conversation about debt now. We're having, clearly, the infla inflation is having an adverse impact on Americans, so there's a conversation about it. There's still not enough conversation about spending. There's still too much conversation up here about how we need to spend more money on things. No. Figure out how you can 
I'm a business guy. What did you have to do in business? You had to say, how do I figure out how to be more efficient every day? Every day. And by the way, shouldn't your cost of government go down every year as we get more Americans? You would we think. We should share it, right? And if we get less people on government programs because they're successful on their own, that should cost us less. Not up here. No. And the, and the average American, even those who may have voted for President Biden, understand that. That's the opportunity we have as a movement and as a country. Look, Senator, I would sit here for a few hours and talk with you, but we need to let you go charge some hills. And so I'll ask you one more question on a related but different topic, and that is about vaccine mandates. You've been also a leader on fighting those when it comes to healthcare workers, military personnel. What's the status of that fight right now? Well, we're, you know, we're fighting it. Uh, we haven't won yet. Um, <clears throat> I, it's real simple to me, okay? You, sh I love my mom, first off. I hate her telling me what to do. You should be able to make these decisions. You're smart. You know, my dad, had, my adopted dad has sixth grade education. Mm -hmm. My mom had 11th grade education. They were dumb, they just didn't have a lot of education. They can make good decisions. People shouldn't be telling us how to lead our lives. Don't tell me I have to have a vaccine. Don't tell me I have to wear a mask. I can figure this out. I wanna be healthy. I wanna be safe. I, want, I don't wanna make somebody else sick. Stop telling us what to do. So we're trying. We we um, you know we're gonna we're gonna have some votes. Um, hopefully today. Uh, hopefully next week over it. Um, and but we'll see. The I mean the left just wants to control us. I mean it's just fascinating. In in every aspect of our lives. Every aspect. I mean, why do I want to control? Why would I? I don't want to. I don't want to control my wife, my kids, my grandkids. I want them to be free to do what they believe in. And there was a time just to wrap up here when. Most people left of center agreed with that statement. We had different particular plans about policies, but to your point about shirts and skins, we've just become tribes. So I'll wrap here and say, Senator Rick Scott, you're a great patriot. Thanks for your time. Thank you for what you guys do, because you know one thing is you, you give us good ideas. Um, you have there's a lot of, you have a lot of support, um, and uh, so it helps it helps when you're trying to do what we're trying to do. It helps when we have members like you. So thanks. Stay tuned. There's more ahead. Big tech is out of control. If they can silence the sitting president, what can they do to you? The Heritage Foundation has been on the front lines fighting for free speech. We spotlight big tech censorship, demand reform, and help you fight for your rights. Heritage was the first conservative organization to reject big tech's money because this is too important. We won't be silenced. Welcome back, everyone, to our final stretch of the show. Each week, we're going to have a rotation here for you. On some, we'll talk about practical tips you can use to advocate for conservative principles on the grassroots level. And others, we'll get together with allies across the movement to discuss how we can work together to advance our common values. Next up, we're speaking with Heritage's very own Mike Howell. He's leading our brand new conservative oversight project. Mike. You're a man of action, and in a town where a lot of people talk about doing stuff, one of the many things that we value about you is you say, I'm gonna go do it, I'm gonna charge the hill. <laughs> and you laugh, which is great. Tell me about the Oversight Project. Well, thank you, Dr. Roberts. So the Oversight Project is one of the ways we're really putting into action the ethos you set up here that we're going on offense. Mm -hmm. 
So the oversight project is a recognition that the next couple of years on Capitol Hill and throughout uh, the country, some of these major questions of oversight will come to the, the front of the public consciousness. Mm -hmm. These are arguments about getting documents and information out of the government, which was supposed to be the most transparent uh, administration in history. It's not. It's at the state level. What are they teaching your kids in the schools? Uh, transparency at the state and, and local level. And so the conservative oversight project is us bringing all these great resources we have heritage to bear. We have some of the best researchers in the world who know uh, their issue areas in and out. We have a communications team, par none, that can help get the message out, bypass uh, you know, traditional media. We have coalitions groups that can work across the country with various groups to really collect all of the best information and, and really push ahead together. And we have great you know, relationships on Capitol Hill with congressmen and senators who are really charging this hill in, in the most public and visible way. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go out and make sure that everyone who's in this fight has the information they need. We're gonna do that by making best use of freedom of information laws. We're gonna FOIA, and if we don't get the information, we're gonna sue. And then once we get that information, we're gonna make sure it's tied to actual accountability and policy change. We're not gonna sit back and just watch and let the media report to us what's happening. We're gonna go out there and we're gonna change the, change the game. We're gonna do that via the conservative oversight project. So translation from this non-attorney is, you're an attorney Americans can believe in. Yes, there you go. And what are we gonna find? Well, we got a lot to, a lot out there because the, the Biden administration's got a free pass mm -hmm. for the past year and some change. They have not been asked any tough questions. Legacy media is basically an extension of the Biden administration. So there's no shortage of work. We've identified some key areas we really want to zone in. I think one uh, major example is what's happening on our nation's border. This is the worst border crisis in history. I think one, one thing we're going to find is that it happened on purpose. I know you and I, uh, we assume so much because we can we can see the, the decisions that were made and the predictable outcomes. But I think there's a lot more to it than that. And so I think we're really going to pull back the curtains on who decided to do this, why, who helped them out, where all these illegal aliens are going throughout the country, the consequences to those localities, and really paint that picture. But it doesn't, doesn't end there. Big tech's a huge problem. Mm -hmm. One thing uh, that we're realizing is that the government has lined up side by side with big tech. They're in an opposition. They're talking on a daily basis. They're sharing information. You saw Jen Psaki from the White House podium basically encouraging big tech platforms to deplatform conservatives. That's not just happening at the top. That's happening on a day-to-day -day basis at the lower levels. We're going to peel back that curtain and show Americans that big tech is not their friend. They're working hand in glove with the left to, to silence conservatives and regular Americans. And the list goes on. We can talk about CRT. Mm -hmm. The government is one of the biggest purveyors of this. They're establishing standards across the board through their woke diversity offices to really ingrain this and also feed the beast of this nonprofit community that makes money by teaching these classes. So we're going to figure out who's getting our money to teach our kids CRT and then also to install it and make it permanent via the federal government. Uh, it goes on and on. And, and one major thing I know you just talked to Senator Scott about mm -hmm. is this Durham filing news. Mm -hmm. So Senator Scott is charging up the hill, as we like to say, and he's got 40 senators plus alongside him. And so our job here at the Conservative Oversight Project is to back him up. And I think the way we're going to do that is we're going to amplify what they're asking, mm -hmm. what they find out, because we know the media is not going to cover it. And as you can see already, the media is already playing defense for the Clinton campaign after they got caught spying. We're going to help break through and get the real message to the people working with Senator Scott and others who are charging up those hills and our allies across the movement. So we're really excited. There's no shortage of work to be done. We'll be very busy. I just wish you were a little more passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all kidding aside, 
you're in the House and Senate offices every day. That's, that's something we do here at the Heritage Foundation is actually interact with members and staff for the purposes of advancing conservative principles. And I want to I want to get you to speak to a really important kind of tactical point, if you will. Millions of Americans are saying, look, it's not enough that we have a conservative majority a year from now here in this town. If we have a conservative majority, they need to govern as conservatives. Explain for our viewers how the oversight project fits into that plan. Absolutely. So there, there's two types of oversight. There's oversight uh, for accountability, for press purposes, big headlines. And there's oversight that's tied to a policy outcome. That's the area we're playing in. Everything we're doing is a ho- in, in furtherance of pushing uh, members of Congress, both in the House and Senate, to actually tie their investigations, uh, their transparency requests, and so forth to actual outcomes. That's why we kind of focus in on the priorities that you've laid out for the Heritage Foundation, big tech chief amongst them, uh, education, immigration. And so we want to tell the whole story so our policymakers have the best facts and most evidence behind them when they go out and actually make changes. Because the next next Congress is one of the most important Congresses of our lifetime. It'll be the biggest juxtaposition of the far less vision for America. And they got two years of, of proven behind them at this point of how bad that is versus what the right uh, can present. And so we want to make sure that they're best equipped to make that argument. Uh, and so that's what we're trying to do. So you mentioned the media. Is there any hope that the oversight project might inspire just one or two outlets in the media to actually cover some of the lack of transparency in our government? Well, I hope so. Uh, one of them, uh, I would tune into the Daily Signal, who's just down the hall from us. <laughs> DailySignal.com. <laughs> DailySignal.com. But uh, it's really important to know that the Washington Post, New York Times, et al., they're in on this. Mm-hmm. Th- there is a reason that the Clinton campaign and others were laundering information in the Obama administration to these media outlets. They were willing participants who you know, covered their ears and closed their eyes and published what they were being force fed. That drove this country into a really dark time where a significant portion of the country believed that President Trump had colluded with Russians to win an election. Mm-hmm. Crazy conspiracy theory that's since been debunked numerous times over and over. But people willingly pushed it. People with a lot of responsibility in the media. And we want to hold them accountable. Whether they'll come willingly, I doubt it. But we're going to get that story out there. Last question. One of the things that I love about you and I love about Heritage is that we're willing to punch hard but not just for the sake of landing a punch, but to say, we now have your attention. This is what the plan is. This is what success looks like. This is what winning looks like. So to use another metaphor, I'm gonna hand you a magic wand with the oversight project. A year from now, two years from now, what are the two significant victories that we will have achieved? I think we will have proven to America, and therefore by proving to America, created the kind of drive for legislative solutions. So we'll prove to America both big tech is working in absolute concert with leftists to control and run the government. They're not this neutral institution that's just out there to to push access and speech to all. They're part of the Democratic and and the left establishment. I like to say big tech is big left. And I think once we can get that information out there and for Americans to fully understand, they've chosen a side and it's not your side, it's one political side, the reforms come a lot easier. And so I'd like to see us really play a big role in that. With regards to the border crisis, I would love to see nothing more than a Congress in 2023 that puts forth actual legislative solutions or withholds funding for the Department of Homeland Security to get this under control. And one way we can create that requirement is by getting the full information out altogether. We, you saw yesterday that the DHS only released the January border crisis numbers because they were being sued in court down in, in Texas. Mm-hmm. We used to post that stuff on the website monthly. It was just a thing you did. That's what mm-hmm. transparency is. You got to assume to get that information out. So there's a reason they want to hide it. We're going to make it a lot more difficult for them to hide it, uh, all with an eye towards actual solutions to keeping this country safe. 
Mike Hell, thanks for your work on the Oversight Project and for being such a great patriot. Thank you, sir. You bet. That's a wrap for this week's show. I want to again thank my guests, Senator Rick Scott and my good friend, Mike Hell. Don't forget to subscribe to The Kevin Roberts Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, And give the show a five-star rating while you're at it. And please tell a friend. Our movement is for everyone, and all are welcome. Take care, and we'll see you next week.